The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. Um, If you're tuning in for the first time, let me just tell you, I love meditation. Meditation changed my life. Uh, 20, this is 27 years ago. Honestly, I was, um, in recovery and I found meditation and ever since then it has been really the guiding force of my life. And I love learning about different traditions of meditation and yoga. I love yoga. Um, I took teacher training and uh, I'm just going to say I didn't finish. I had an injury at At any rate, I love it all. I think that it's so important to find something that helps you heal, helps you connect your breath, helps you connect your energy system, and really step into living uh, with more grace and ease in your life. And recently, I came across a book called Tibetan Yoga for Health and Well-Being, The Science and Practice of Healing Your Body energy and mind. And one of the things that I absolutely loved about this book is it's written by Alejandro Chal and he works very closely with MD Anderson. I have known several people that have visited MD Anderson for health reasons, mainly cancer, and they have found significant positive results in their work there. So when this book came across my desk, I was strongly guided to interview and share the work. So today we're having a conversation with Dr. Alejandro Schall and welcome to Soulful Living. Thank you, Terry. It's great to be here. I have really loved the practices in this book and um, and your own path to discovering how you could incorporate this into your life and using it in your practice and and um, training people at MD Anderson on how to use it. So let's talk a little bit about how you were um, introduced to the teachings of Tibetan yoga. <clears throat> sure. So I was actually, I was in 
uh, high school when I started getting interested in some kinds of meditation uh, through a friend and his uncle. I got into transcendental meditation. And then I got much more interested in uh, Indian meditations. And I got to, after uh, uh, my my um, undergrad, I was able to travel to India. And mm -hmm. then as I was there, I was looking at different uh, kinds of meditation and yoga, uh, different ashrams. And uh, it just kind of, I bumped into the Tibetans. And uh, I met the Tibetans. I had the great honor to meet His Holiness the Dalai Lama. And then I, I really wanted to have a path and understand more about the tradition and what are the techniques. And I was able uh, to live in a, in a monastery and uh, start learning. And, um, and then what they gave me to learn, I went back home, which was Argentina at that time. That's where I'm from. And I continued practicing. And it was this long practice of hours a day. Um, but it was a great training. And I got really interested both in the meditation part and in how this brings you kind of connected to your heart and connected to this sense of not just connecting to yourself, but connecting to others from a deeper way. And so that's really what uh, really excited me about the practice, how I felt, how I connected with others. And then I decided to pursue this further and I was able to continue studying both in the Tibetan tradition, particularly with Lopon Tenzi Namdak and Tenzi Wanja Rinpoche. And then academically, I did my master's and PhD in Tibetan studies. And so um, all this was a way of getting into this rich tradition that seems that it's always a learning process, even though that now I'm teaching, I'm still learning day by day. Well, and it's really about, um, you know, as you said, opening the heart and connecting with others, but also the science behind connecting the breath and movement. Uh, is that right? Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, in a way, what happened was as I was doing my PhD at Rice, which is here in Houston, um, my uh, dad and also one of my teachers got diagnosed with cancer. And, and that was interesting to, to live uh, through. And actually, um, uh, my dad is still well and alive. My teacher just recently passed away, but this was over 20 years. And, um, and so I started volunteering at MD Anderson. I asked uh, one of my teachers and I said, do you think this is something that we can bring to this environment? And so for those who don't know, MD Anderson is a large cancer center here in Houston. Um, and so uh, they were at that time, they just started something called Place of Wellness. And so I started a class there. And then, as you well said, I got connected uh, to researchers, particularly to Lorenzo Cohen. And uh, we started doing research on these practices, on Tibetan yoga, on meditation, and very much supported by the tradition, particularly by Tenzin Wanja Rinpoche and Lupin Tenzin Namdak, my teachers. And so this was a great way of bringing the practices into 
the scientific arena with the support of the Tibetan tradition itself. And so we started doing studies with different populations, with people with lymphoma, with women with breast cancer, with people with uh, lung cancer and their caregivers, and doing classes that included all types of anyone touched by cancer and their caregivers. And so um, it's been you know, for the last 20 years, been working in this area. And now expanding to other areas too, like people with after stroke and so forth. So it's a, it's a, it's a great path. And the science that we're seeing is supporting many benefits in these practices. And in particularly the effects that you saw, I mean, the positive effects that you saw with cancer patients, and yet it is, the potential is there for any illness and yet any healthy being for it to positively affect your life. Correct. I mean, even though I I did most of my research and a lot of my classes uh, for people with cancer, because this is a cancer hospital. Um, uh, uh, But basically, it's within integrative medicine where we, what we're looking at is that it's not just about physical health, but it's also about psycho-spiritual health and social health. So it's in that uh, kind of intersection of these three that we find where optimal health is. And the importance of research is to look at what does the evidence say? Can we bring practice that actually are evidence-informed rather than just any practice? And that's why we, we've done research in this area, found uh, you know uh, things such as improved sleep quality, quantity, latency, which is the moment you want to go to sleep until you fall asleep. Sleep. We found um, less intrusive thoughts, greater well-being, less distress and anxiety. Um, um, other people uh, have found that there's increase in the not only in the function of the brain, uh, but also in the in the structure of the brain, meaning uh, greater uh, gray matter. Um, that there's it's it's it supports. Um, neuroplasticity. So there's a lot of great benefits that we find through these practices. And what would you say are some of the main differences between Tibetan yoga and let's say uh, the more popular styles of yoga, hatha yoga and vinyasa yoga and, and that? What would you say are the significant differences? Sure. So First of all, Tibetan yoga is a very meditative practice, even though there are parts of it that can be very active. But you start on the cushion. So you start by meditating and, in a way, getting you out of the monkey mind, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or what I call the business address of our mind at the brain, and in a way, bringing it down to our home address, to the heart. And mm, so, I love that. This area of the heart-mind is where we can be more embodied, where we can be more connected, and we're more relaxed, but also we are aware. So, you know, sometimes what happens is we get relaxed, and like sometimes, for example, in, in Indian yoga, you know, you do a shavasana, right? A, 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 a pra- at the end, you lie down, and sometimes you hear at the end kind of this mantra of... 
So they went too far, right? They, right. they fall asleep. And it's nothing to do with the yoga. It's to do with us. That when we are so tired, it's easy to fall asleep. And so what I recommend in meditation is, you know, sit up so we can not just be relaxed, but also be aware. But the awareness that we want to um, cultivate is not the awareness of the monkey mind, but is the awareness of kind of being more fully present, almost like, I love this illustration of the sun rising at dawn and just illuminating without bias, without grasping or rejecting, without judging or criticizing, just being present. Mm -hmm. And when a thought comes, when a sound comes and you feel kind of the impetus of being distracted, instead, you just stay and let them go by like a bird flying in the sky and allowing you to be more grounded in your meditative space. Mm, I love that. So like without judgment, you're just a witness. You know, you're just this compassionate witness for yourself and for whatever's present. Correct. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. Well, and I was reading in the book, I mean, there's many different practices um, within the book. And part of that focus is breath. And part of that focus is on the chakra system. And in many traditional practices, uh, there are at least seven different <laughs> chakras that you focus on. And I noticed in this practice, you focus on five. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we lost two chakras somewhere. Um, yes. No, <laughs> so, so first of all, as I, you know, uh, kind of leading both the or linking both the previous question and this one. So, you know, you start with kind of calming the mind, connecting to your heart. And then, as you well say, connecting to your breathing. So breathing becomes a very important part of the practice. So you can think of, instead of being just mind-body practices, of mind-breath-body practices, mind-energy-body practices, where um, when we feel that we are linking with the breath, and then, yes, connected to the chakra systems. And in this particular one, we use five um, there's other systems, as you well mentioned, there's seven, there's actually thousands of chakras in our body and mm-hmm. depends different practices would, would, would focus on, on different, on, on different amount of, of chakras. Um, and Alejandro, the, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but could you give the listeners just a brief idea of what the chakras are for those that are not familiar with it? Of course. Uh, thank, so, thank you. You know, in a way it's a sense of going inner in your body sometimes they would call it a subtle sense of your body or an energetic aspect of your body Um, and in a way is if we go into ourselves with the mind and the breath we can connect to different energy centers in our body that in a way host different functions of the breath so for example and this is linked also to tibetan medicine and even to indian ayurvedic medicine where the breath has five kinds of breath so there's a breath that feels upwards there's a breath that is more around the heart than it's life force breath there's a breath that pervades the whole body there's a breath that particularly works in the navel area and digestion and fire and there's a a breath downwards and that's why because of these five breaths is that we focus in these five chakras and by working with that it's kind of working with the breath energy of that area so that both you can clean 
in a way. We call it Gexel, clearing the obstacles, and then rest and connect to that sense of awareness, both in each of the chakras as in the whole subtle body that then it connects the mind, breath, and body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as uh, we listeners, do, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I just wanted to remind the listeners that I'm chatting with Dr. Alejandro Chal, and we're talking about his work and his latest book, Tibetan Yoga for Health and Well-Being, The Science and Practice of Healing Your Body, Energy, and Mind. So this is really an all-encompassing practice, and within the book, what I found was that once you uh, have a few guidelines in place, you can easily incorporate these into your life. You can incorporate the breath into it and um, alignment and and bring that sense of, as you were talking about, kind of removing that stagnant energies and releasing it, but yet bringing in that focus of of uh, purer energies, right. what would you say? Yes, yes. And so in a way you bring kind of, you let go kind of stale breath and whatever stuff makes it a little toxic, uh, whether it's our own thoughts and emotions and so forth, and bring in that fresh breath that as it connects to in the different chakras, it can connect to the different subtle movements of the breath that mm-hmm. then in a way the body can tap into, and then we have movements that support the movement of the breath in those chakras. And by doing that, you're mobilizing that energy, helping clear away obstacles and helping your awareness uh, stay more clear. And so the movements that we do are useful to support that and all the movements that we have there all 16 movements are 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 focused on either one of the five chakras or the whole uh, uh, central channel which is kind of where the five chakras are based and I love that within the book, you have a resources page where people can find out more information and listen to some of the meditations that you have available, some of the work that you've shared at MD Anderson. And, um, and you know, we talked a little bit earlier about your work with cancer patients. And I kept, as I was reading this, like, I, I kept thinking about people that felt they were under a lot of stress in their lives or that they were feeling disconnected and that this really gives them an opportunity to connect in and really alleviate, if not eventually eliminate some of the stresses that they have in their lives. Right. Uh, it's very useful for distress. It's very useful for better well-being, to reduce anxiety. And in the book, I also mention this website, which is the mdanderson.org slash integrative med center, where we have free audios and videos for anyone who wants to reach it. And so um, that's a great place uh, for people to, to look at some of these uh, practices in including ones that we might share in a minute. It's really wonderful that, um, you know, uh, modern medicine and some of what many people consider these ethereal practices are coming together and that so many experts like you are kind of um, 
in the forefront of bringing this all to the masses, you know, so that more and more people have the opportunity to use some of these integrative practices and see how complementary they can be to their healing practice and to their lives and whatever else it is that they might be going through. So, um, you know, I know we have a lot more that we could cover, and I'm thinking that at some point we need to do like round two of this conversation <laughs> so that we can really dig deep. Um, but we had talked earlier about giving the listeners an idea of your meditative practice and really offering a meditation right now that we can kind of close out the show with. I mean, I know you, we've got about eight minutes left, but it would be really beautiful to um, experience the heart meditation. Is okay. that something we could do? Yeah, I'll do a connecting with your heart, uh, a brief meditation way. And it's in the book and in the website is there. You can have a little longer one. I also wanted to let people know that if you want to learn more about the whole Tibetan yoga, I'll be doing a, um, a, a four day instruction at in Virginia in Lignincha uh, uh, November 1st to the 4th and lignincha.org is the website or you can see all my um, all the different things that I'm doing in my own website alechaul.com so A-L-E-C-H-A-O-U-L.com but yeah Wonderful. I'll share and, it with you and uh, we'll make sure that uh, we'll make sure that we have all of the information here at the Soulful Living page. So uh, if you didn't catch any of that, just come to the page here and everything that you need to learn about Alejandra will be on that page as well. Thank you, Terry. So uh, let me share with you a short practice. And uh, so wherever you are, if you can either sit, if you can sit down, that'll be best. If you can't, uh, you can probably do it standing too, but it's probably better if you sit down. And as you sit, just bring your mind inwards and connect to your breath. And notice as you connect to your breath that you can bring that breath a little lower, kind of not just into your lungs, but lower towards your abdomen, and that maybe you can place one hand or both hands right in front of your belly button to support that breath there. So in a way, you're bringing that breath and inflating your belly like a balloon, receiving that air. And as you breathe out... You can let go of that breath, especially from your nose, but if you need to, through your mouth. And as you do that, just maintain your focus on your breath, and if your mind gets distracted, just bring it back. So that as you're breathing into your abdomen, you're connecting to the way you're sitting, to your feet, maybe touching the floor, to connecting to the earth. And also allowing your back to straighten and lengthen. Maybe you need to stretch your arms a little bit as a way of lengthening your spine, letting tensions in your back and shoulders relax. Still breathing into your abdomen and back through your nose as you allow your arms to relax and 
rest comfortably with your palms up on your thighs or your knees, or if comfortable, bringing them on your lap, elbows out so you can expand your chest and open your heart. And as you do that, we can allow the eyes to relax. If you want, you can keep them closed but not too tight or open looking to the tip of your nose and into the ground. And still breathing, relaxing all your face, relaxing particularly your jaw, letting your tongue rest in your upper palate. And as you keep on breathing, allow your mind to focus on your breath. And if you get distracted, bring it back. Feeling that even in this short meditation, as you quiet down the monkey mind, you can relax more in your home as your heart mind. Breathing there more comfortably as a place to nurture you, a place to always come back to, a place where you can connect more deeply to yourself. And as you connect to yourself, there's a sense like your awareness is more like the sun illuminating in the sky. No judgment, no criticism. And with that, feel the warmth of your loving kindness and compassion and joy and peace of mind expanding from your heart to others and from others back to yourselves, giving and receiving, nurturing and feeling nurtured. And you can do that with every breath. So that as you conclude the meditation, you can slowly relax your shoulders and arms and maybe slowly open your eyes, integrating with the external world without losing touch of your inner home. Maintain that connection even as you engage in daily activities. Wishing you a wonderful day. That was absolutely beautiful, Alejandro. Thank you so much for leaving us with that beautiful way to embrace the day and embrace our lives and to step into loving kindness and compassion. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for letting me join your wonderful group. I particularly resonated with uh, the sense of Aini, you know, that sense of reciprocity of giving and receiving and, um, you know, filling others' souls, but yet really connecting in and allowing yourself to drink from that same cup. Uh, it made me feel really emotional. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's what I hear when I hear Empower. 
So yeah, listeners, again, you can find all of Alejandro's information here at the Soulful Living page on Empower Radio. Um, reach out, find his work, listen to the meditations, bookmark this so that you can return and listen to this meditation again. Thank you so much, Alejandro. Let's do this again. Thank you so much, Siri. I'll be happy to. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.